Well, we're starting a brand new series today calling uh, Discovering What You Want. What do you want? And so this entire month, I want to just help invest into you guys, onto, into uh, what do you want internally. You know, as you're thinking about 2021, you're thinking about plans for next year, what do you want next year to be like in your relationship with Jesus? I think if I asked you, what do you want for Christmas? If you're under the age of 18, you've probably thought this through, right? You know exactly what you want for Christmas, don't you? If you're over 18, you're probably thinking, like, wouldn't it be awesome if somebody, you know, paid my water bill, like you're 18 to 24, and maybe like a big box of ramen noodles? Wouldn't that be great to have for Christmas? <laughs> if you're 25 to 30, you're thinking, for Christmas, I love a vacuum cleaner, one of these Roombas, right? You know, that'd be great. You're thinking essentials. Well, at 42, I don't really even care what I get for Christmas. I don't give it any thought. You just kind of lose that all the time. Does anybody else? I mean, you don't even think about, like, what do you want for Christmas? I can remember when I was 12, I wanted the GT Performer bike. And this bike had the handlebars that you could, you know, whip around and it'd spin all the way around. So, like, I thought I was going to be, like, the next BMX star if I only had this bike. They had the pegs on the front and on the back. It was super cool, GT Performer. And so I came downstairs Christmas morning, I started opening up my presents, I got socks, t-shirts. I'm like, okay, this, this isn't happening. I was pretty disappointed. Then my dad said, hey, let's go outside. And there it was, the GT Performer. This beautiful bike. It's like everything I was thinking about. I mean, I had like planned on asking for this for Christmas for like four months before Christmas happened. I've been working on my parents. Like, Have you seen this? Leave them all the messages. That GT performer would be great. <laughs> Later on in life, though, you kind of lose that. You, you kind of just go through life. You're working really hard. Maybe you're in school. Maybe you're just, you know, working and, and you, in time, just kind of forget what you want. You each day just kind of rolls into the next day. Plans for like what's next in life, you know, kind of go on the back burner because you're dealing with life as it is. And so what I'd love for us to do over this month is actually, I just want to just talk to you guys about investing in things that will last you in eternity. That God wants to just put inside of you a heart that, that actually we would invest into the kingdom of God. And so we can set our goals and our plans on, God, what do you have for next year? What are you doing in my life? How can I grow closer to you? And so we're going to be spending the entire month investing into, what do we want for 2021? How many of you would say today you would like more money? Anybody? Anybody like more money? Go ahead and raise your hand. There's no shame in that. You'd like more money. And I don't mean possessions, okay? Let me get that right. So, like, not the GT performer. I'm not asking about that. What I'm asking about is money to go to the grocery store in confidence. You know, the money to go to the grocery store, and then you hand them your debit card, and you're like, I think there's money in the Insufficient. What? Is your machine broken? Let me try another card. <laughs> Money to pay your bills on time. Money to set up automatic mortgage payments or rent payments. That type of money. To take care of our needs. How many of you like more money? Cool? All right. 
Well, I've got some awesome words from, from the Bible about this. Because money can really be great. But it can also be a trap where you don't feel like you have enough. And it's also a trap that you don't feel like you have enough. You know? Like, I don't have enough money. Like, oh man, just struggling to get by. And then when you do have a lot of money, it can also be a trap of, I need more. I need more. And so I just want to look at what the Bible says about money. As we look at, God, you know, what could we do in 2021? If you were to provide more money for me, what could I do with it? It's in Matthew 6, 24. Matthew 6, 24. It says this, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You can't serve both God and money. Would you say that with me? You can't serve both God and money. This word serve in here actually means to love, to have this devotion to, that you're, you're so devoted to growing in this. And so Jesus is telling his disciples, these people who completely left everything to follow him, that you can't have both God and money and serve both. You can't have both. You can't be so in love with money and so in love with God. They don't work. And the reason Jesus is explaining this to the disciples is because he knows that their, their job, their duty, their, their role in this is to invest into the kingdom of God. And he doesn't want money to deter them from that. Because money can become a deterrent. Where we invest everything into having more. More money. So when you look at it through the passage, when you look at it through the lens of Jesus explaining to the disciples... Look, don't invest in things that are going to become rusty, that moth's going to destroy. You look at that same exact verse. No one can serve two masters. Either you hate one or you'll love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You can't love God and money. Love God, love money. Doesn't work. Bill Johnson is the pastor of uh, the Bethel Church in California, which I'm just going to let you guys know, I get all of my jokes from Bill Johnson, and sometimes I listen to more than the beginning of his messages to get more than the joke. <laughs> and he said something the other day that just really stuck with me, is this, he said that God has a dream for your life. And I was driving my car, and I heard that, man, it just like spoke so so much to my heart. The Lord has a dream for your life. Think of that. The Almighty God, the great provider, He has a dream for your life. And His dream is for you and I to live in His blessing. That we can actually just live and be in the blessing of God. And so you see it in the Old Testament where he actually takes this group of people and he's like, here's the commandments, guys. Follow these. And then you can live in my blessing. Because when you're following the commandments and then you step out of the commandments and you actually do what they say not to do, you're stepping out of the blessing of God. And so God's actually inviting people to live in his blessing. And then Jesus comes, the Son of God, comes and dies on a cross so that you and I, our price is completely so that we can live in the blessing of God. 
God has a dream for your life to live in his blessing. And so you can see Jesus talking to the disciples. I want you guys to live in my blessing. So you can't love me and then love money at the same. Because how many of you know that money and God are not equals? They're not equal. God and money are not equals. God wins. God always wins. We can lose money, but we can't lose God. Money makes some people pretty weird. How many of you ever walked through that? People get a bunch of money and then they start changing. You don't answer your phone anymore. <laughs> money makes people weird sometimes. God makes, well, people weird. Sometimes. Money breaks families apart. How many of you ever walked through an inheritance? Whew. Man, if you don't have a kingdom perspective and an inheritance, it can get really ugly quick. Money breaks families apart. God brings families together. Amen. They're not equal. So Jesus knows that it's going to be really rough for the disciples to have this perspective of, man, I want to invest everything into the kingdom of God. I want my heart to be completely sold out. And so he says, you can't love God and then have the same love, the same affection for money. I got some really awesome news, though. Is you can totally love God and have money. That's good news. Yes. You can love God and you can have some money. <laughs> It's all in our hearts, in our hands, and how we handle it. If you're making some money now, some money, okay? If you're making some, the way that you spend the money that you have now will determine the way that you will spend money when you have a lot. It will. It's our heart. It's our hearts. I believe the Lord tests us every single week, and it's called a paycheck. He tests us with how we're going to spend our blessing. It's called a paycheck, weekly. To see how we can handle it. Does it go to our heads? Do we start falling in love with stuff? I'm not talking about winning the lotto or striking it big on Tesla. What I'm talking about is the weekly paycheck that God gives us is a test. How are you going to spend this? I would love to give you more. What are you doing with the little? So that's our heart, but the other part is our hands. It's been my experience, like when I have an open hand with God, with finances, that he gives me more. When I start to clench my hands, it actually pulls away, and I start to get really stressed. There's a lot of anxiety when I start talking about finances or bills do. How hard is it to give somebody something and like, get their hands pressed? But when we open up our hands, God can provide. When we love God, say, I just trust you with what you give. He continues to bless. He continues to open up doors that provide for us. So if you're saying today, you know what? I love God and I'd like to have some more money. 
I have a couple of practical ideas for you to just put in practice to pray about for the rest of this month. Maybe try them out in 2021. You can write these down if you'd like. One of them is this, personal debt. And I'm not talking like your house payment. I'm not talking like a car payment. What I'm talking about is Amazon, click here, buy now. Oh, that's such a trap, guys. It's so hard. Personal debt, Visa, that 0% interest, you still have to pay it back. <laughs> Just so I didn't understand this stuff. I wish somebody would have told me this 20 years ago. Personal debt. You don't have to have the greatest credit score in the world. It'll be okay. Deal with cash. <laughs> Personal debt. This is a real life example. Is uh, The main reason I wanted debt, the main reason I wanted more, the main reason that I had credit card debt is because I wanted more than what God would actually provide for me. So I decided to take matters into my own hands and I'll make things happen. have paid off debt so many times in the middle of this month we will be completely credit card debt free which is like, yeah. I'm going to let you know right now that there's so many things that you have to sacrifice to do that though you have to go okay this is how much money I have for a car this is how much money I have for groceries and this is what we're getting you know you, you give Personal debt. One idea at the beginning of 2021, take all your credit cards and chop them up. I just want to invite you, and I'm trying to get ahead of the game before Christmas. I know a lot of you guys have probably already done all your Christmas shopping. I'm trying to get ahead of the game. You don't need to go in debt over Christmas shopping for people. If they don't like what you can buy in cash, then, like, who cares? I got other things to say about that, but I'm just saying, who cares? <laughs> If they don't, if they're not appreciated that, like, you bought me this, you know, five below is five bucks. <laughs> There's a dollar store. If you're working with a really minimal budget and make a budget for Christmas, if you're working with that budget, like, if they, they're, you know, happy with what you bought them, like, oh, well, they'll get over it. You don't need to go in debt over Christmas presents. That's an idea. The other thing is, is giving is the best way to keep our hands open. Giving out of a heart of gratitude. This is what God's provided for me, so I'm going to give. There's lots of opportunities to give. You know, we have opportunities here to give as a church. We also have, you know, there's lots of opportunities. Uh, Child Fund International is something that we, we sponsor. We love it. Um, it's, I'm pretty sure it's pretty legit. <laughs> it's just so hard with those things, but uh, there's just opportunities to give, and what, what happens when we keep our, our hearts open and our hands open, God provides more and more and more. As our hands are open to give, He's going to continue to provide. So giving is a great way to just keep our hands open. God, this is what you gave me, so like I'm going to give out of that. I know for many years I felt like I didn't, I didn't have an opportunity to give. My car is breaking down. You know, it needs new tires. It's getting to be wintertime. We have this dream for a kitchen remodel. 
It's like, man, what am I going to do? I don't have money to give. But it's in those moments that, that that's the test. Are you going to continue to give even when it's hard, when it's a struggle? So I have an invite for you today. Invite is this. It's just going into next year, going into 2021, to have this heart of, God, thank you for what you've given me. I'm grateful for the paycheck that I get. And I'm going to continue to give out of that. Just to pray about that. Nothing, you don't do anything today, but just to pray about that. I want to end with uh, Matthew 6. The rest of that passage is so good. Matthew 6, 25. Matthew 6, 25. So Jesus says, hey, you can't serve both God and money. Either you're going to hate one or love the other. You can't serve God and money. And then he goes on to say, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. And how good is that? How I many of you got some worries right now? Jesus invites you to completely release them to him. Completely release every single worry that you have because he's the great provider. He's a God that loves you and has dreams for your life. So don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is life not more important than food and your body more important than clothes? Then he goes on to say, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The next verse is so important to that. Are you not much more valuable than they? How much more valuable is your life? Psalms 139 says that, the, that God knit you together in your mother's womb. He knows your thoughts far in a way. He knows your thoughts like here, right now, this morning. God knows your heart. You are so valuable to him. He has dreams for your life. He's not going to leave you abandoned to figure this out. And so he says, don't worry about your life anymore. Put all your worries away and trust in him. He says that we're more valuable than birds. There are 400 billion birds on this earth. 400 billion birds. Nobody's sitting up. I know some of you got some bird feeders. You, you think you're changing the world and that. That's great. But nobody, nobody else is like thinking about, I got to feed those birds today. Poppins each day. <laughs> 400 billion birds. God hasn't taken care of. How much more valuable are you? He knows you. He made you. He created you. He has dreams for you. So we just trust him. God, I'm so sorry that I just worry about how you're going to take care of me. Would you change my heart in that? Take away that anxiety. Take away that, that stress of like how everything's going to add up. How am I going to make bills happen and, and pay this stuff? Completely step away from that and go, God, I'm all yours. I love you and I know you're going to take care of me. So I'm yours. How freeing is that today? It's awesome, isn't it? So I just invite you. 
One thing is, is if finances have just been this thing that has just been an overwhelming burden in your life for a long time, let's say, I'm going to invite you to receive some prayer today, some personal prayer. Get Justin at the back of the room. He'll be back by the, by the Christmas tree there. We'd love to pray for you. If that's something that you're like, you know what, I just want to leave it at the door. I want to leave here free of like worrying about all my finances. How awesome would that be, right? right. Just leave here stress-free about financial decisions. Just go, God, I trust you. I just also invite you to just consider having an open heart this week, <coughs> this month, going into next year. God, where are you drawing me into? As far as my finances go, as far as trusting you with the dreams that you have for my life, how you're going to make those happen, Lord, I'm just going to trust you in that. So if you're just saying, you know what, I, I just want to have a heart change today, Jesus can do that. He can completely, radically change our hearts in that. Now, I'll invite you into this. It doesn't normally happen over this week. It doesn't happen. It's like it's a long transformation of our heart when it comes to money. That's been my experience. I'm just being honest with you. It's a long transformation of this is enough. I guess this is what I got. So I just invite you, if that's you, like you want that heart transformation, you want to you want to start off this next year awesome and uh, just trusting God. Let's just pray. Let's pray for that. So Holy Spirit, just come. Come in power. Thank you so much, Lord, that you are the great provider. I just thank you so much for the dreams that you have for each person in this world. For each person in this room, that you have amazing dreams for their life, Lord. Even if we've stepped away for years, even if we stepped away for a month, even if, even if we've walked away from you for many, many years, God, those don't deter your dreams that you still dream about the dreams that you have for our life, the plans and purposes that you have for our life. If we have breath in our lungs, you have plans and purposes for our life. And so, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that, that any, um, anything that would want to come against that right now would just be gone in Jesus' name. And I also just pray for each person in this room, Lord, would you just transform our heart that you're the great provider, you take care of four billion birds every single day, that you will take care of us. That we don't have to make things happen on our own. Lord, we just got to continuously trust in you. And so, Lord, would you just change our hearts? Change our hearts. Change our minds. Would we continuously just be open-handed with what you give us? Would you release that grip of we have to hold on because we don't have enough, Lord? Would you just, even in this moment right now, would you just release some of that, that grip of we don't have enough or we don't have enough? Release that. Yeah, I just pray for 2021 to just be a year of blessing for our church uh, in, in this in this season right here. Lord, blessing in so many different areas, but a blessing of just coming under the authority and the power of Jesus Christ, that we would be blessed just to be part of your children. Lord, that, that we would just step into the blessing that you have for our life continuously and fully. So I just pray that over every single person in this room, in this church, and everybody that's listening online, that the Lord's blessing would be in 2021. That we would just step out in your blessing. I just thank you so much for the people in this room also and online that, that have been so consistent with little. 
And Lord, I just I just pray that you would just see their hearts right now, Lord, and, and just continue to pour out blessing for the people that just, you know what, I, I've been open-handed, my heart's, my heart's been uh, drawn to Jesus, and um, Lord, you just continuously bless them.